to my granddaughter. Do you remember when you were really little, I would recite a nursery rhyme to you that went like this. Jack Spratt could eat no fat. His wife could eat no lean. And so, between them both, you know, they licked the platter clean. Ah, I love the sounds of the rhymes in that poem, and you did too. But the reason I'm talking about it today is because Jack Spratt and his wife are kind of like you and me. You like entirely different foods than I do. And it's always this joke between us because you're always trying to feed me olives, which I don't like. And I'm always trying to feed you nuts, which you don't like. But it's more than that. You love olives and hot peppers and yogurt and cheese, all of which I dislike immensely. And I love nuts and fruit, all kinds of fruit and pie. Oh my gosh, I love pie. But you're not that into pie as I am. Maybe when you're a little older, I don't know. But I wanted to tell you some stories about why maybe I do like something or not like something, and you like something and not like something for a reason, because it's something that happened in your life. I thought I would start with a story about my mother, who actually you never met, but she would have been your great grandma, Dorothy. And she hated milk her whole life, but she grew up on a farm in Minnesota. And I said, Mom, how can you not like milk if you grow up on a dairy farm? And she said, but that's the very reason I don't like milk, because it came into the house and it was hot and we drank it that way. And I can't think of milk in any other way. And she just did not like it. Although she did serve it to us, but she put it in the refrigerator first, of course. But she also didn't like the cheese that they made on her dairy farm either. And she didn't ever feed us cheese. We never had cheese in our house when I was growing up. I never tasted it until I went off to college. And I was entirely too old to get used to that strong, stinky smell of cheese. So I've never developed that love of cheese that you have because you've had it from the time you were little. Something else you've had from the time before you even knew what you were eating was yogurt. So you like yogurt, you eat it all the time. Whereas I was 13 years old before I ever tasted yogurt. And that's a kind of funny story because I was at the Minnesota State Fair and I walked into the dairy building. I was actually giving a demonstration there that day. And I have a recipe book that I was given that day uh, by the Dairy Association of Minnesota for giving that demonstration. Still have that recipe book, although it's, it's put together with tape now. But anyway, I walked into the dairy building and they were advertising a brand new product. In those days, none of us had ever tasted yogurt. None of us. Um, you couldn't buy it in the stores. You didn't make it on the dairy farms. We didn't have yogurt. But the Dairy uh, Foundation of Minnesota decided that they wanted to make this product and sell it. So they wanted everybody to try it. So you could go to this one place in the dairy barn and you could get a great big spoonful of yogurt and taste it for yourself. 
And so I went over there and of course it was white and milky. It looked kind of like ice cream. And I figured, oh, this looks really good. So I took a big mouthful of it and oh, it wasn't at all like ice cream. It was horrible. Now I know most of you listening to this don't think yogurt is horrible, but I do. I've never gotten used to it ever, not even with sugar and berries in it. So anyway, that's one place, that's one story that tells why I don't like something that you do like. Now, let me tell you a story about your Uncle Kent. (laughs) When he was a little boy, he wanted to go out on a canoe ride one day with me and Papa. And so we went out in the canoe and Papa fixed a fishing pole for him and he trolled it along in the river as as Papa and I um, canoed up the river. And all of a sudden, he got a big fish and he reeled it in. Oh my gosh, it was a wonderful fish. And Papa said, Kent, would you like to throw this fish back into the river or would you like to have it for supper? And he thought about it for a while and he said, I think we should have it for supper. So Papa took the oar, the canoe paddle, and hit the fish, boom, really hard on the head. So it died. And Ken started screaming and Papa said, but you couldn't let this fish flop all over in the boat on top of your feet and in your lap and the poor fish would have been trying to get some air in it but it couldn't get air because it needs to be in the water and it would have died eventually and so I killed it fast which was the kind thing to do but Kent just couldn't get over seeing that fish get killed with the paddle he wouldn't eat supper that night and he has not eaten fish since then really he has not eaten fish since then. Kind of the same story with a friend of mine who was a neighbor, Diane, who in 4-H, she had this wonderful little calf as her 4-H project. She saw the calf born on her farm. She raised it. Every year she took it to the county fair and got ribbons for it. And then one year, her father said, Diane, the calf is big enough now. We need to butcher it. And she said, no, no, you can't butcher my cow. He said, that's why we raise them. We give all that care to them so we can butcher them and eat them. And she didn't eat that one either. And it took her a while before she would eat meat at all. But there are a lot of kids who grew up on farms who don't mind that. They just know it's part of farming. But we all have stories associated with the food we eat, don't we? You know the story of me finding all the wild berries out behind the house where I grew up. I was so lucky to have 20 of 20 acres that I could just wander around that nobody else wandered around. And there I knew were the wild strawberries, wild raspberries, wild black caps, wild blackberries. I knew where they all were. And in, in each season, I would go back there and pick them, and they were all mine. And the rain and the sun and the sand of the back acres all went together to make those wonderful, luscious berries just for me. And I'd bring them back, and the whole family would eat them on ice cream or pancakes or maybe make them into jam. 
And a lot of people didn't like the wild ones because they were pretty seedy compared to berries that people grew in their yards. But I liked them better because they were free and I found them all by myself. And so I still love to eat berries. I still like to pick berries as well. You know that. Well, that's one reason that I like berries. I could go on and on. Oh, let me tell you, there was also wild asparagus out there. And you know that I don't like vegetables very well. You do. You're really good with vegetables. I'm terrible. I eat them anyway because they're really good for me. But I don't like the taste of vegetables except for one, which is asparagus, because I also found wild asparagus in the ditches along the roads by my house. And I bring it back and my mom would cream it, cook it, cream it, and put it on toast. And it was delicious. Well, I have some short little stories about bread. I didn't like bread. It was so boring until I went to my friend Pat's house and her mother baked fresh white bread and I smelled it cooking in their kitchen and then they'd get, she gave me a piece of it with butter right out of the oven. Oh, how can you not like home-baked bread after that? It was wonderful. And one summer I worked at a church camp as a counselor and the camp didn't have a lot of money so the food we ate during the week was I don't know, kind of sketchy. It was a lot of peanut butter and chili sandwiches, I guess. A lot of um, cheese and cheese and noodles, too, which I didn't eat, so they gave me peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> There's my cheese again. Um, but on Saturday, the kids left. And then we would have from Saturday afternoon till Sunday afternoon until the new batch of kids at the camp came again. And that Sunday, we would always get a ham dinner before the new kids came. And all of us looked forward so much to that ham dinner because it was real food. And to this day, it's not because the taste is so wonderful. It's because it is just special to me. Ham is special. And so that's another story. I could go on and on, but I'm only going to tell one more. And that is, do you remember what your first words were? At least your first words to Papa and me. It was black bean, black bean. Because you were at our house and you wanted to eat your favorite food, which were black beans, which your parents gave you when they went to the Mexican restaurant in downtown Tulsa. Well, you know that I don't like Mexican food, probably because I told you before, I don't like peppers. I don't like cheese. How can you like Mexican re Mexican food without peppers and cheese? But you love it because you had it right from the very beginning. And your first word was black bean. Well, I want to finish this up by saying that I have a poem I wrote a little while ago. And it starts with the same words as the nursery rhyme that I started with at the beginning of this, the Jack Spratt one. But it goes on, and I have written some other verses for it. Here goes. Jack Spratt could eat no fat. His wife could eat no lean. And so between them both, you know, they licked the platter clean. But that 
alas, was in years past, when platters just had meat. But now we have soup and nuts and fruit and dairy and pasta to eat. I bet Jack would like peanuts for a snack. And his wife could dine on tofu that was spiced just right with tamari light or experience a lentil stew. There's food of worth from the whole wide earth, which takes little time to prepare. So if you're a jack, grab a grocery sack and stuff it with no room to spare. And if you're his wife, take serious your life and start eating lean in your diet. Pick carefully your fruit, your nuts, and your soup. And if it's not healthy, don't buy it. Well, that's my Jack Spratt and his wife poem. And that's you and me, isn't it? We love each other, but we don't love the food that we both love, do we? But we do love eating together. And after this... COVID is gone. That will be the first thing I want to do is have a meal with you. Bye.